In this week's parsha, we find the mysterious episode of Yehuda and Tamar. The Torah tells us that before their encounter, Tamar asked Yehuda, What will you give me as payment? And Yehuda replied, I will send you a goat for my flock. When Yehuda gets back home, he wants to fulfill his pledge. So he approaches his good friend Adilami and he asks him to deliver a goat to Tamar. But there's something very bizarre about Yehuda's request. This was Yehuda's most degrading and disgraceful incident of his life. So why did he confide in his best friend by asking him to do the delivery? Couldn't he find the biblical equivalent of Uber? Or just walk into a UPS store and send it anonymously, pay cash, and don't include a return address? So let's examine the word friendship. What is considered the true friend? So how many friends do you think does an average person have on Facebook? I was curious myself, so I did a search, and incredibly, the answer is 338. What's even more amazing is that in a time of crisis, statistics show that you can only count on two of those friends to be there for you to bail you out from a predicament. Truly incredible. People like to live this life of illusion, the social media life, where they portray this glorious and impeccable image to the outside world, to their 338 so-called friends. But only their true friends know what's really going on in their lives, their challenges and hardships and struggles they encounter on a daily basis. Social media friends, the followers, the likes, those are all fake and fictitious. So how do we determine who's a true friend? So the Torah tells us Yehuda was in a very precarious position. He had to make good on his pledge. But who can he confide in? Yehuda was in a quandary. Who can he really trust? So the Pasik says he turns to Adilami. Yehuda knew that he wasn't just another imaginary, mythical Facebook friend. How did he know that he was a true, genuine friend? Because when you can share your most humiliating and embarrassing moment of your life with someone, and you know they will still support you and not judge you, that's a genuine friend. And that is why he confided in Adilami. During Sheva Brachas, we make a bracha that refers to the just married couple, Reim or Ahuvim. Sameach Samach, Reim or Ahuvim. We allude to them as Reim, friends. So why Reim specifically? There are many other phrases in Lashon Kodesh for the word friends. Yedidim, Chaveirim. What is the uniqueness of the expression Reim? And the answer is very profound. The word for friend in Hebrew is Reya, spelled Reish Ayin. The word for bad is Ra, also spelled Reish Ayin. What is the connection between the two? Because when you can reveal Ra to Reya, then you've got a true friend. A true authentic friend is someone to who you can reveal the bad things you have done, your flaws and blemishes, the things that you're not proud of, and they will still not judge you or look down on you or think less of you. That's a genuine friend. Likewise, when a young couple gets married, it's with the understanding that it will not always be smooth sailing. Invariably, human beings aren't perfect. We all have our faults and shortcomings. That's why we tell them, Samach the Samach, Reim Ohuvim, Reim, even the times when it's Reim, when life is not perfect, it should still be Ahuvim. There should still be love and respect between them. Under the Chuppah, we make a pledge to our spouse that even though it's Reim, when one party messes up or does something wrong, we will still stand firmly behind them and protect them. No matter how difficult things seem, we are here for each other and support each other through thick and thin. In today's daft, the Gemara says, 
When the community is immersed in suffering, a person shouldn't say, I'll go home, put on the game, and eat and drink. This is not my problem. But rather feel their pain, participate in the suffering and anguish of the community. We have to be sensitive to another person's feelings. The Gemara says, they asked the Holy Tana, Reb Nechunya ben Akana, What did you do to merit long life? He said, All my life I never took pleasure in someone else's suffering. And the question is, is that such high praise? You would think any ethical human being wouldn't revel in his friend's agony. So why did he state that as a signature accomplishment for being Zoycha Tarichas Yomem? So the Mepharshim explained, Reb Nechunya is teaching us a very powerful lesson here. means something much deeper. Not to take pleasure in someone else's suffering means that when someone was deficient in a certain area, meaning, for example, if a couple was childless, he would not talk about his own children in front of such people as not to cause them even more pain. If someone was impoverished, he wouldn't flaunt his assets and his wealth in their presence. If someone was struggling with a child, he wouldn't talk about his son getting into brisk. That was his message. Being extremely sensitive to people who are in pain. He said that during World War I, the Chafetz Chaim didn't sleep in a bed. Every night for many months he slept on a chair. He said, there are Jewish soldiers in distress. Their lives are in danger, and I should sleep in my comfortable bed? I need to share in their pain. Reb Nechunya is teaching us that having sensitivity for other people's feelings is the key to long life. Being extra sensitive to the plight of others, that's a true friend. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.